Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. I'm ready. You guys live? We're live. What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Push Performance Podcast. Episode 50. 50. We're half a century old. <laughs> Big news over here. Big news. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have any news? Speaking of news, Ashton? Nothing on my end. No? Yeah. We have seminars coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of news? I yeah. like about myself. No. Yeah, we have a mental performance seminar coming up in Arizona in June, June 4th, in Colorado, May 23rd, working with Austin Byler from Major League University. So it'll be pretty cool for college and high school athletes. Heck yeah. I mean, that's what, June 5th? Uh, June 4th. Sat- 4th, Saturday? I believe it's a Monday. Monday? Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So yeah. Let us know if you have more questions. About we that. have new hats, new shirts. If you guys wanted that, just DM <laughs> us. You can buy new products. Merch. Getting on that merch train. <laughs> what is it? What, what's the date? We got April 20th today. 420. Yep, 420. <laughs> big 420 day. Um, kind of a weird time of year right now where everybody's playing baseball that we work with, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of what the, the, the premises of the podcast that Brandon and I are going to talk about today. And Ashton, you can chime in. Um, training for longevity and injury reduction. I wrote an article this week on – tried to write an article this week on injury reduction and prevention, how there's no such thing as injury prevention, and just like how we can't prevent injuries essentially in yeah. baseball. Um, just this time of year is so strange, right, where – for our pro guys, they had a short spring training that kind of, you know, you'll see guys kind of their stuff's popping up right now. Or um, the high school guys are they're over, they're overtraining, they're overdoing it, they're being overused. Um, you know, they they're not really filling their buckets. Um, we'll talk about that here shortly. Um, and then what kind of injuries we see right now? So that's kind of the premises of what I thought this podcast could go. I know we really don't. I don't ever have a uh, set schedule when I... <laughs> Big off the cuff guy. I am. I'm good at it, though. You are good. Yeah. Saturday I mean, Night Live. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I would be good at that. I can't do structure stuff. How are you when you operate, Brandon? Are you, do you need structure, or do you kind of just go with the flow? Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I like to have like a little bit of like a game plan, but yeah. not uh, shy to you know maybe deviate away from it and yeah. go a different way but uh, I like to have maybe a little bit of like a, a game plan or structure kind of going into like a day thing yeah I know some people that are like fully structured who? you <laughs> right? my yeah. wife no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my wife huge you, type day. Um, who else is like that your dad's not like that at all though not at all whatsoever but he's yeah he's like you he's gonna just yeah where he's at, he's going to tackle that. Yeah. I feel like kind of what kind of mindset you're in is just kind of you have so much other stuff going on, you know. It's just like the last thing you need to do is worry about structuring something. And then if something doesn't go right, it's like your whole thing's deterred and, yeah. you know, thrown off. So it's like same thing on the training side of stuff, right? Yeah. You have a plan, but if you don't execute it, like how are you going to kind of let it, you know, let it go and just – get the next one or are you just going to like let it let you let it ruin you and go over four or you know get a bunch of punchies and you know think you're injured when you're not and <laughs> you know stuff like that so yeah. um i think just 
as an athlete growing up is like, I just need to, you can't, like I said in my article, you can't, you know, you can't help what environment you're in, right? There are, you can't help your environment, but you can help the environment that you put yourself into, right? And that's that goes a long ways with training and life, I think, where, yeah, I, you know, I know it's going to be cold outside, but I live in Denver, Colorado. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't, if I didn't want to be cold, why would I live in Denver, Colorado? Right. right? I know the environment. So the same thing here. It's like, I know what my strength coach that I hired is going to do for my workouts or how they program or what they do. But if I don't like it, I'm still paying them every, every week, you know, yeah. um, expecting you to see results or, you know, banging your head against the door and just not getting those results. Then mm-hmm. um, that was a, a long, a long tangent. So mm-hmm. yeah. Brandon, you got anything before we get going? We haven't been on the podcast in a while, so welcome back. <laughs> Miss you. Yeah, I've just been, you know, holding the gym floor down. Basically. Yeah, you've been coaching your ass off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shooting lots of videos for Team Builder. Yeah, trying to get our, our database up to date. Yeah, um, you did a lot of and, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, just basically been enjoying the, the spring season so far, watching our, our high school guys go out there and compete. And then obviously, same thing with our pro guys. They, they had a long off season and. Uh, it's just been fun to watch them go out there and have good starts to the the spring season. Also, Heck yeah. What uh, you know, what what are some success that you see? Like guys, you know, what's what's played into that success? Like, are you seeing like, you're you have more so pro guys, I guess too. We have quite a few high school guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys that gain weight are they doing better? Are they you know what's kind of the the common theme you see with success right now for guys? Uh, I think it's just the the consistency with their um day-to-day operations honestly um whether it was a high school or a pro guy um, the guys that were the most consistent um in the weight room and outside the weight room were i think the guys that are seeing kind of the the most success success right now um at both levels or even at the college level as well where you know the guys that were making it a priority um and the off season to get better are the guys that are obviously seeing those better results the spring season whereas the other guys that were it was kind of like a almost like a second option or, you know, something that where it's like, uh, it's not made my main priority, but I'm going to do it because I know it'll probably make me a little bit better of a baseball player. You can see where those guys are, you know, maybe seeing a little bit of results, but maybe not the the big swing of change from like last spring to this spring type thing where you're seeing with some of the, uh, the other athletes as well. For sure. And I think that's where we can transition to like training for the longevity aspects, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, I have a, saying that i've used and i don't know where i heard it from but or i made it up or something but um you know you gotta look at your body as a bank account right and you take more withdrawals than you do deposits in your bank account you're gonna go broke same thing in the world of baseball you know your withdrawals are your games your bullpens all you know your max intense sessions you know practices all that kind of stuff and your deposits are your nutrition your sleep your weightlifting all those different, your physical therapy, all those different aspects that are going to essentially make you rich in the sport of baseball, right? Um, it's like investing into it, right? You can't, you can't take money out if you don't have money. You know, you can't take energy out if you don't have energy. Um, so, you know, like this time of year, we see a lot of injuries pop up, you know, and a big thing that Dr. Thurlow, Nick Thurlow and I have talked about in the past is, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't predict injury. You can't reduce, you can't prevent injury, right? So injury prevention is a, a kind of a slap term where you don't, it's not no such thing of it, right? And it's more so injury 
reduction. So we're like, how are we going to reduce the the significance of injuries, right? Or where where do we see in your in your assessment early in the off season that you that were a red flag? Did we check our boxes going off that, right? Yeah, granted, things things happen, right? Guys learn new pitches. Guys, you know, go to their org or they go to their high schools and they start doing their weightlifting stuff in season or whatever it may be. But you know, or how are we going to take that grade one or grade three strain to a grade one strain, right? Like we can't prevent it, but we can reduce the risk of it, reduce the severity of it. If that makes sense. Um, so, train for longevity to me is making those deposits and knowing the risk reward. Right, have this high risk, high reward in everything we do. So um, a high risk pattern would be, you know, a VLO program, right? But the high reward is you're throwing hard, you know? And if uh, if you're 17 years old throwing 85 miles an hour, probably it's worth it to put that extra risk in your life, you know, um, to get up to where you need to be. If you if you have aspirations to play division one or get drafted or whatever it may be, you know, we got to have a little bit of risk in it. So um, Brandon, you want to touch on that? Like train with longevity is high risk patterns, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, it's kind of like the saying, you know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit type thing where, um, for, for baseball nowadays, if you want to play at the, the highest of elite levels and you're a pitcher, you almost have to throw 95 plus to even kind of get your foot in the door. Almost. I yeah. would say yeah. like, is what it's almost looking like we have, you know, free agents this off season that were you know, mid 90 guys and they were barely even getting looks from, from scouts. Cause they were literally telling us that, yeah, we have 15 others, 15 other guys just like this sitting in our bullpen. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the big thing is, is I think it was, it might even been um, Terry PT over at driveline that he had said something a little while ago, kind of the same thing with like the risk reward where he goes, you know, for being a, a pitcher in baseball, throwing really hard, there comes a high risk. But then at the same time, if you're a baseball player and you're a pitcher and you don't throw very hard, that's even more of a higher risk to your career. Yep. So it's kind of the same thing where it's almost a catch-22 where it's just like, hey, I want to play professional baseball. I want to be a pitcher. What do I got to do to get there? Okay, well, what you got to do to get there is probably, you know, be 95 plus mile an hour arm. Okay, well, what are the risks? You're probably going to maybe have arm pain. You might have elbow pain. You might have shoulder pain. You could have a bunch of other things that go along with it. So how are you going to basically – manage those risks but at the same time it's like you can't shy away from training those patterns either and i think that's where you know hopefully like you said you know trying to prevent injury comes along is it's just you know you're filling all of the buckets that you can with the good deposits but then at the same time not having the bucket just be drained with all of the withdrawals so it's you know controlled workouts basically to an extent. So like if you're, you know, a summer college guy getting into a good summer college development program is going to be the best way for you to develop long-term meaning like you're doing controlled live ABs, controlled bullpens, um, monitor training, all that stuff where, you know, people are checking the boxes that have a little bit higher knowledge than you versus just going and playing in some generic summer league. Cause you got to go get looks or you got to go get innings. And next thing you know, you're, running your pitch count up really high during the summer. You're not getting the good deposits by being on a good, you know, training program. You're not prioritizing your sleep and you're doing all these things. So then now you went fall season, spring season, summer season, and now you're going to roll right back into a new fall season and you've never really actually recovered from any seasons. So I think that's where a lot of your kind of higher 
um, risk athletes with injuries pop up is the guys that just roll from season to season to season to season versus actually training sometime during one of those seasons. So I think that's where you have, like, that's the only way in a way a baseball player, you know, manages that, that risk is it's, you got to just stay balanced part to an extent, you know, it's, you can't go from season to season to season and then expect that, you know, you're going to get better just by playing. Yeah. Know? And it's like the, on the longevity aspect of that is the guys that have longevity in the sport of baseball, they're guys that have higher risk outputs, right? The guys that risk, risk their career a little bit higher to the point where they're, you know, pushing their body a little bit more in the weight room or pushing their body a little bit more in the development side of, of baseball versus games. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we see it here in Arizona, like guys play all the damn time, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like you show up throwing 84 in the, uh, in the spring and you show up throwing 84, 85 in the fall mm -hmm. and you didn't get better. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you do in the summer? You know, you probably traveled to California to play, you probably played here a lot. You probably, went to you know, a couple other tournaments, played on two other teams, but like, that's more risk to me in your, for your career, right? That's a, that's a negative risk. You have a good risk and a negative risk. Mm -hmm. Like there's more risk there where you're going to get injured, like you just said. And uh, knowing, knowing how to, like knowing what your body needs is probably the most important thing, whether that be, I need to rest, mm -hmm. I need to train, I need to sleep. I need to, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go to, you know, Montana and, and play summer ball and there's no weight room. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's, 100%. that's like, if your goal is to play at the next level, mm -hmm. that's not going to get you to the next level. Right. You know, I'm not saying our programs it, to do it. You know, there's other great programs out there to do, but you got to kind of reevaluate. But at the same time, if you don't want to play at the next level, you're not trying to get drafted, play as much as you want. Yeah. Enjoy mm -hmm. it. Like enjoy it. Yeah, Cause exactly. you're only, you know, those games aren't promised, mm -hmm. you know? So there's, it's a catch 22. Mm -hmm. but it's just like what you said it's knowing what you want to do with your your career like if, if you're be realistic goals, about it yeah exactly you gotta be your toughest critic yep. um you gotta know what you're good at and you gotta know what you're bad at and then you have to like you said you have to make decisions that are going to put you in the best position to reach your goals just like mm -hmm. in anything you do you know if, like i said if you want to be a professional baseball player then the decisions you make leading up to the end of that career has to resemble that yep. meaning you have to take in all little decisions considerably like like you said if you know your goal is to play professional baseball and you know you're going to take a summer to go to some small town and just play a summer league to play a summer league but the fields are not very good. The facilities, you know, don't have anything every, every night. Yeah. You're eating crap food. You're living at, you know, some small house with four or five other guys. You're not getting the nutrition you need. You're not prioritizing your sleep. You know, you're driving all over the state to play in these games. You're doing double headers. It's a hundred something degrees. So you're literally just destroying your body during the day as well. And then, like you said, there's, you know, a small town. It's probably not a very good weight room or you're probably not even training at all because you're just, out there to kind of just have fun and play games and so that summer was an entire summer you know three months four months depending on when you started and when you have to leave for your next year that that was all time now almost kind of wasted mm -hmm. so if you like you said realistically wanted to be a professional baseball player that was four months out of your short career that you just kind of took away because you wanted to go you play multiply that, ball. Multiply, multiply that by three or four. And then, yeah, and you do that four years in college. That's 18 that's, months of development gone. Yeah, over a year and a half of development that, you know, you're wondering why when you're a freshman and this guy was a freshman and now at the end of that senior year, he's getting drafted and you're 
you know, maybe that bubble guy or you're just not getting drafted at well, all. We're even seeing that out of the high school realm right now with mm-hmm. guys graduating in high school and then doing a gap year, mm-hmm. right? We've had quite a few gap year guys yeah. and they've had great success. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, Grant, they might go to a JUCO still, but that's kind of their end goal is like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to go to JUCO and I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to be good. I want to have go one, one and done out of JUCO and then go to the school I want, mm-hmm. right? Guys throwing 88, 90, 91, that's, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, even if we've had a couple guys that are stud studs that are gap year guys, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you could have played kind of wherever you wanted to go. Right. But that that extra year did so much physically for you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you matured more, your body, you know, your puberty came out more. Like you did, you know, you, there's more things in your life that you are able to control over this last year or, or what would it be like six months, I guess mm-hmm. would be over the over the gap year. And you had great results. I know I could have used a gap year. You definitely could have used a gap year. You know, like one thing that's hard too that I've seen is high school athletes want to like want to train all summer. Yeah. But they have coaches that say if you don't play summer with us, you can't play in the fall or whether that's a club team or high school team. I've seen that several times, um, which there's, is hard because that's another risk, right? That they have to take. Where there's other there's other club tricky. teams out there that will let you play for sure. Too. But I've seen it's hard. I'm as a kid to be yeah. like, oh, I, I want to play with my friends. Um, but you know, educating them as young as they as young as we can helps because I've seen multiple kids being faced with that ultimatum, which is hard. Yeah, I, I guess you got to take like it's your, it's your career. Like we're sure. just talking off, no, off the sure. microphone, right? With couple of our guys wanting to jump back on remote programs um, with us, you know, after going to their spring training or their, yeah, their affiliate. And they're like, wow, this ain't it. Like this ain't, this isn't how I'm going to get to the big leagues, you know? Mm-hmm. And you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Like, do I want to go play with my two best friends on this team? And I'm not going to get better. Or am I going to worry about my career Right. later on? You know, to be honest with you, like those two best friends, you might not even talk to five years, six years down the road, you know? Yeah. And so you're essentially throwing, it's like, it's a hard decision. It's a hard guys. decision, yeah. But it's, yeah. So you have a high school you girlfriend throwing away everything, and then you guys breaking up your junior, senior year. <laughs> Brand's raising his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school, though. I was in college. <laughs> hey, first, first step to admitting a problem is that you admit it. You know? um, no, for reals, though. You know, like, where did I go with that? <laughs> um, just talking about hard yeah, decisions. Yeah. It is a tough decision, though, right? Because... I can go play for this. Let's see. Let's say Trotsky. I'm gonna give them a shout out because they do a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. right? They they have they come in here. They lift with us. They do certain things when they're in Arizona. Um, you know, there's other programs that we've talked to this summer that are getting want to get their guys in with us, right? So even at the high school level, right? So like, yeah, I mean, they might not be good right now, right? But think about all those kids going to, through the development process over the years. Yeah, just finding the right team. Three or four years. Finding the right team that them, focuses yeah. on development, yeah. right? And it's not so, so much so like, hey, the, I'm going to go play for this elite squad team, or elite team, right? Mm-hmm. can't say elite squad because that's an actual team. I didn't mean elite squad. <laughs> but elite team, right? Yeah. And all we do is play games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it might be a, a top recruit, but at the same time, I didn't get better. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always room for me to get better. Right. Um, I think I'm just – repeating myself at this point but um yeah so then with with that though it's like the more you play the more injury risk we have okay so like what are some injuries that you see early in your brand I, I see a lot of oblique issues and forearm issues yeah and then sometimes you usually see some maybe hamstring or calves yep um guys that you know haven't been back in their their metal plates in a while 
Um, sometimes we'll get some ankle calf stuff and then obviously you get some kind of hamstring issues a little early. Guys get ramped up running wise, you know, tweak something on the base or just something like that. Um, kind of the big steps. So what can we do to, to reduce the chances of those injuries, right? So talk about yours first, you know, do we get guys on the field early in, in the early in the year in live at bass and cleats? Probably a good idea. Yeah, right. I definitely, I always suggest it, especially to the, the pro guys. And I think the pro guys are usually pretty good at it themselves. Yeah. Um, getting out early and starting to get in the routine and yep. during the live AD, starting to shag in the outfield. Um, the high school guys, it's kind of one of those things where it's here, it's not so much because they just play here around. But I noticed it more like in Colorado yes. when you go from end of summer ball, if you don't necessarily play fall. So you're down fall and you don't play winter and then you throw the cleats on for the first time, like week of tryouts. And you haven't worn metal cleats in feel good. you know six months. Those, yeah, obviously. Then the next couple of days, guys are wondering why their their feet, their ankles, their calves are you know all blown up. And it's like, well, yeah, you just put on shoes that are you know a little different than you've worn for the last six months. And you also spend a lot more time on your your feet with ground contact. That yep. like that's going to kind of bug some stuff. So um, I think for the the younger guys, it's just kind of um, depending on what state you're at and where they're at. Just you know, making sure they're they're ready for the ramp up with the the ground contact and the extra running and regular stuff that they're gonna have to do when they they have to start playing. And then um, the older guys, it's um, they're usually pretty good at it. But then with them, it's more of making sure that they don't ramp up too quickly in the off season with the training. So then that way, when they do show up, they're not already kind of burnt out. Yeah, and like I'm not gonna lie, like we have guys that get hurt sometimes. Like it happens, mm -hmm. right? And before I'd kick myself, beat myself up about it. Like, damn, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. I think it was like, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just the game of baseball. Right. Right. Like we did, we could do every little thing right. And this right. is like, okay, well now what did you do outside of the gym? Did you go out to Old Town every night? Did you, <laughs> which we've had guys do that, right? <laughs> um, you know, did you, how's your nutrition? How's your sleep? So going back to that stuff. Um, same time, did you go golfing a lot? Yeah. Throwing a baseball, swing a bat. Golf is probably not your best friend. Um, you can probably go get away with it one one day a week or in the off season, but you know. I think I definitely that's a big thing with the college thing. group and the yep. pro group. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Yeah, they like to they like to golf in their off time, which is which is great. It's a, it's a good use stress. It's the good yep. stress, but yep. at the same time, it's like you got to account for all that extra added rotation. And yeah, especially here in Arizona in the summer, it's hot. <laughs> like you're golfing in 110, 100. 20 degree weather and you're out there for five, six hours, like that's draining. Yeah, that's dehydration too. And then you walk in our gym and it's still hot. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, well, I'm riding in a golf cart the whole time. It's like, well, yeah, but you're still outside for five hours. Yeah. You're walking around, you're swinging, yeah. you know, you're doing all this stuff. And then, you know, obviously if you're of age, you're probably having some adult beverages while you're out there. So that's just adding to your dehydration. And, you know, it's just like that adds up. And if you do that two, three times a week over the entire course of an off season, that's that's a lot of extra added rotations that you just you just did for, you know, I wanna I wanna say no reason, but for you know, almost just added no reason work. Yeah, then you're taking how many swings in the cage or you're mm -hmm. throwing how many how many plyos or how many how much catch play you're playing, you like it's just all it all adds up. It's the same pattern. Yeah. You know? I mean, I wish golf wasn't so much fun that, you know, we wouldn't want to go do yeah, that. I mean, but. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a great time, but, yeah, you just you got to do it in moderation almost yeah. to an extent. You know? That's something yeah. I've noticed. Like, I've had to tell guys, like, hey, you want golf? I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. I'll, I won't say who, but th that person probably knows who I'm talking about. If they're listening, like, you know, all he wants to do is golf. Like, dude, you can't golf every day, you know? <laughs> it's just not, like, conducive to what you need to do to be an elite pitcher. Yeah. And – um same thing same thing goes in the weight room though it's like if they're 
rotating that much. Like, yeah, they're rotational athletes, but like going back to decreasing the chance of injury, like we're gonna do a lot of spinal health stuff, right? We're gonna do a lot of breathing stuff. We're gonna do some things decompress that rib cage, get their th- their thorax moving, get their pelvis moving. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing the risk reward on on the rotation side, we gotta not just do pal-off presses. We gotta, you know, or anti-rotation presses. We gotta bias them into what they're good at and away from what they're good at. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything on that? No. 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 Like, yeah, you can't. You can't be like, oh, we do enough rotations. We're not going to train rotation. Well, it's like, well, they still have to train rotation because they still need to be good and comfortable at it. Um, But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you do need to rotate properly. Yeah, you can just, yeah, exactly. You make sure they're they're doing everything efficiently versus like, all right, well, you rotate. We're not going to rotate at all. And it's like, well, now they're only getting just a little bit of rotation. So, or they're getting it through their lower back or they're getting it through, Mm -hmm. you know, their knee. Right. The authentic rotation. They're not getting authentic rotation due to postural restrictions or. Um, gunky stuff like my wife is so bad at rotation I can't I'm gonna admit I can't figure it out too much with her she's like she's a stiff board she's a gymnast like she had an injury like her her like lower back like her L5 S1 is just compressed and not movable it's like babe sorry like let's do some pelvic stuff let's clean it up a little bit see how it feels and she still feels like crap I'm like well you know, maybe you're just not made to rotate, you know? At gymnasts. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, like, just pound, yeah. pounding and contact, like, mm-hmm. compression on her whole body. Right. You know? So, like, you got to think, like, just the the wear and tear of your own sport and then what you want to do later on in life. You know? That's that's a, that's a high risk right there, too. So, um, so on forearm strength strains now, you know, kind of we were talking about before, forearms or shoulders, like, guys learn new pitches. Guys want to throw harder. Right, they're not used to that volume of their new pitch. Um, so a lot. Another thing I did this last week was I talked about kind of going from supination to pronation and the throw, mm-hmm. and how important that is for your elbow and um, your flexor and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people forget that supination aspect, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't if you can't supinate, you're going to stay in pronation, then you just not be able to throw a good pitch essentially, or have true true spin on the ball or if you're a high vertical guy, you're not going to have the, that good that good, good vertical break. Um, you're not going to throw that good slider, good curveball, whatever it may be. You're going to supinate on everything you do. Um, you know, a lot of guys forget about that. You know, they only they only train that extension and pronation. You know, um, I think we do a pretty good job of training that bicep and allowing supination a little bit more. Um, you know, with a lot of guys, that's another thing I see guys go wrong is they just like train extension, extension, extension and no flexion right um yeah you need to extend in certain areas but you also need to stabilize through flexion in my opinion um so that's on some forearm stuff that i see this early in the year it's like especially like heavy slider guys you know we have a couple guys that throw a lot of sliders and they just you can't mimic that you can't mimic thirty-five thousand people uh, in the bottom of the ninth throwing a slider uh, slider heavy you know so it's just like I always use the analogy, you can't get yourself in ski shape without going skiing, right? Yeah. You can't get yourself into closing a game shape without actually going and closing multiple games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always that extra that extra adrenaline rush. There's always that extra 2 3% that you dig deeper to get just because of the sport you're playing and the environment you're in. So um, 
what else what else do we want to talk about i think also kind of going off of your your forearm stuff i think uh a reason too is a lot of forearm stuff pops up with your your younger guys is because they continue to pound forearm work yes in the in season and it's like that's kind of the, where you want to dial it back yep because mm-hmm. you have all your added swings you have all your added throws and then that's that's it for right now and then you just go and compile more stress on a stressed muscle it's just only going to get tighter or more fatigued um so i think that's a, a big thing i see with uh, especially pitchers um guys will continue to like crush suitcase carries farmer carries and all of that and that's just adding more fatigue to a already fatigued well form. then you go then you go home and you're holding your cell phone holding a video game yeah, controller you're holding a steering wheel that's that's a holding big call out there's the video games i yeah. think um yeah you're holding a lot of stuff like you're always holding something so that fluster is always overworked mm-hmm. right and then you add that extra stress like we got to make sure you're doing your for your forearm isometrics your your forearm extension stuff your flexion stuff whatever it may be whatever you're needed just addressing those things yeah so yeah i definitely see um where i can see not just weighted stuff where a lot of guys uh, kind of almost bring it on to themselves where they just continue to do their their off-season forearm work in season and that's where the one thing is where you probably want to dial back a little bit is the actual added carries and extra forearm stuff just because you're going to want those to be as as fresh and prime as possible for the amount of swings and throws you're going to be doing in season yeah and then like that's our job in the weight room too right like maybe we use the yoke bar mm-hmm. instead of a trap bar yep right and just have them squat that way or whatever we want to do right um go goblet position instead of dumbbell mm-hmm. um you know stuff like that so just e- easy adjustments there where you can you know alleviate that that forearm stress and just kind of decrease that workload away from the game you know that's that's something you can do there and a lot of guys just still try and want to crush weight in season which is great do it but there's other ways we can do it if you're having some forearm issues or whatever it may be so yeah anything else nothing that's all i had all i had I just want to talk about that. Brandon, got anything? No, that was solid. Cool. All right, guys, thanks for joining us.